1940s golden age of radio oh 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 turn back that dial and stay for a while the times are changing a podcast a new sound taking it back do you hear that you hear that you're on a new track a new track Hello and welcome to another episode of The Second Golden Age of Radio with your hosts And today we have a special guest Austin Boyette, please introduce yourself for everyone. Hello, hello. My name is Austin Boyette as Richard introduced. And I'd also like to ask you, do you have any background in listening to old-time radio shows? No, I actually don't have any experience with the golden age of radio. I'm a filthy millennial, so I kind of missed out on that time period. and I never really have had a chance to enjoy radio like that. The most I've ever listened is probably just on the regular radio that you hear nowadays in my car, and I don't think that compares. I've listened to a lot growing up, and Kelly hasn't, so this is kind of my way of showing Kelly a bunch of the radio programs I listened to growing up that were even way old for my age, but I caught on the first golden age of radio, and now it's the second golden age of radio. So I teach Kelly, and in turn, teach our guests, or we share it. But today... We got a suggestion from one of our listeners, Mark Daughtry, and he suggested that we listen to the Jack Benny program. And I loved listening to this one growing up, too. Comedian Jack Benny's radio program made its debut in 1932 as the Canada Dry program and ran until 1955 under various titles. The Chevrolet Program, The General Tire Review, The Jello Program, starring Jack Benny, The Grape Nuts and Grape Nuts Flakes Program, starring Jack Benny, The Lucky Strike Program, starring Jack Benny, and finally, The Jack Benny Program. And it was also adapted into a television show which aired from 1950 to 1965. His debut, 1932, on the radio, and ran until 1955 on the radio. And then, concurrently, his TV show was 1950 to 1965. It was generally a variety show with sketches and musical opener. But later on, it became a sitcom about the production of the Jack Benny program and some of the action flashback to what the cast had been up to that week and took place on the stage of the program where Jack and the game would try to put on sketches. It parodied Lots of popular movies and celebrity guests were not uncommon and could be easily introduced as Jack's friends or neighbors in Hollywood. And one of the long-running gags was Jack's bitter feud with rival host Fred Allen. Jack himself is portrayed as a notoriously cheap and self-aggrandizing guy, usually played the comic foil to the other characters. The real-life Benny is famous for noting, I don't care who gets the laughs on my show, as long as the show is funny. And so we're going to listen to one of his shows, which is a Christmas episode that aired. It aired Christmas Eve, 1944, and it's called Trimming the Christmas Tree. 
So I hope you guys enjoy it. Tis the night before Christmas and at Jack Benny's house, there are presents for all, even cheese for the mouse. <laughs> Jack is up on a chair, then he's down on his knee, but you have to do that when you're trimming a tree. Well, we're all through, Mary. Gee, it was nice of you to come over and help me trim the tree. Well, if I didn't, you'd never get it done. Say, Jack, shall I put the snow around the bottom now? Not yet. I want to see if the lights are working. I'll hold up the bulbs, and when I say ready, you plug it in. Okay. Ready? Ready. Pull it out! Pull it out! Pull it out! My goodness. Oh, Jack, why did you make me shut it off? Those lights were so pretty, especially those two blue ones that kept flashing on and off. Those were my eyes. <laughs> so one of the nice things this time around is we're doing an episode of the Jack Benny program. It's been a while since Kelly and I have covered a comedy show from the Golden Age of Radio. You're right, Richard. We haven't done a comedy in a long time. That's pretty exciting. Because they're fun, and we've been in the rut. Well, not really, because some of the bad ones have been kind of funny, too. In fact, that's a good point. I'm interested to see how we do with a funny show making our own. Because we can usually find the funny in the drama. Will we, will we be able to find our own funny in the funny? Should be interesting to see how we do. I thought it was funny. They kept recalling certain jokes, like... Him getting electrocuted by the Christmas lights. Turn it off! Turn it off! Or whatever he said. <laughs> also, a surprising part for me was at the end when they had a tribute for the military servicemen. And it just was so poignant. Here's some Christmas carols and it touched me. So it went from like laugh out loud funny to like it was touching. Yeah, yeah, I'd like to give a toast to Don. Uh, this is a toast. To a lot of fellas I met in Africa, Europe, and the South Pacific. And to all you other boys out there I wasn't lucky enough to meet. Fellas, this is Christmas Eve, a time for happiness and good fellowship. A time when our hearts should be humble and forgiving. But this is war, and I've seen what you boys are up against on both sides of the world. I know the Christmas spirit must seem a very distant thing when you're crouched in a muddy foxhole or wading through the half-frozen slush. I know, too, that there's very little to remind you of Christmas inside a stifling tank or in the icy cockpit of a B-29 six miles above Tokyo. Maybe you feel it as something you lost long, long ago because the only Christmas lights you see are the bursts of shells or the flashing path cut by tracer bullets. But, but Christmas is a spirit a spirit that springs from within and is so strong it transcends even the ugly scenes of a battlefield and fills the soul with a passion to defend the things that are right and just. You are the ones who have gone to the ends of the earth to preserve the freedom you know belongs to every man, to hasten the day when all mankind can once again live in dignity and in peace. So here's to you, fellas. Merry Christmas, and God bless you all. Did you guys think it stood up the test of time? Was it a little 
old and antiquated? Was it something that if they put it on TV or something today or put it on the radio today, people, the millennials, would be interested in? Yeah, no, I, uh, uh, I thought it was actually, like, really funny. Like, it's interesting to see how many, how many of the bits that he did, like, how many of those we see still continuing on in a lot of modern iterations of, like, funny Christmas stories and movies and stuff like that. Like the bit where he gets shocked, or like the bit at the counter in the store, how you have that customer confrontation and stuff like that. And so it was really interesting to see that even back in 1944, like, we still had a lot of those same running gags that are just based around the Christmas times. And that, uh, how even though so much has changed, so much is also still relevant today. And, yeah, the, um, the military bit, I thought, was... It was interesting because, you know, nowadays we have so much, like, political strife and whatnot, and you don't see the same kind of unity from programming. Today, it's very hard to find a message that strikes as poignant as back then when we were at war and we had troops on the ground in other countries um, fighting this big cause. Uh, and I don't think we really see the same kind of support level nowadays. I think it holds up rather well. I mean, the fact that it's comedy is kind of... Like, comedy is something that I think doesn't really date itself too much, at least if it's done well. Um, and especially since it's based around Christmas, which is a holiday that's been around for forever, and we still celebrate it today. So since it's got that Christmas theme and whatnot, as I said, you still see a lot of those gags running today. So I think the, the show itself definitely holds up. Like, I, I could see it running uh, in my head kind of like National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, that movie. Like, it, it was very reminiscent of that, you know, with all the, uh, I guess not sight gags, but um, the humor is very kind of slapsticky, as much as slapstick can be carried over uh, auditorially. And, you know, as far as relating to a modern audience, like uh, uh, my generation, the millennial generation, it's interesting to wonder whether or not something like this could, uh, I guess, catch fire with a younger group. Because especially since we're so inundated with all this uh, visual stimuli, like, you are constantly, you constantly have your eyes on your phone, and uh, if you're driving in your car, you, like, you've got your phone hooked up to the aux cord, so you hardly even touch the radio anymore. Um, so it's it's interesting to wonder whether or not something like this could get any kind of popularity. But, you know, we have podcasts and stuff like that today, uh, uh, like this one right here. And you got to wonder, like, if a big studio or just a, uh, someone put a lot of money behind a podcast into making a long-running themed show, whether or not you could popularize it because it's so rare to have people sit down and just listen to something anymore especially when it's not music specifically you can see the potential for these narrated stories that people listen to to entertain them on long drives or whenever they would just need something in their ears but they can't sit down and focus on a screen um, 
So if someone sat down and specifically put a bunch of talented actors or just talented comedians and stuff like that behind a script that would come out in the form of a podcast or something like that that people could listen to, I think that that would be, they would stand a good chance of gaining a pretty solid fan base, especially if it was if it was done well, because you know, this kind of comedy and stuff, these were the talents of the era. These were the people who were household names. So you would need some. I'm, I'm trying to think of a popular comedian that isn't in the news right now, but you, you would need like a unifying name that people could look at and be like, oh man, they're in that. Well, maybe I'll give it a listen to when I'm picking up the kids, or maybe, or if for the younger generation, maybe I'll listen to that on the way to school, or maybe I'll listen to that uh, when I'm walking to my classes. Very good ties. Um, I agree with the National Lampoon's um, Christmas Vacation being a classic Christmas comedy theme, and yeah, with an audio, audio medium like old-time radio shows were, they still had slapstick, which is kind of funny. We imagined the whole scenario in our heads, and it didn't take much effort. As for modernizing the radio show, you're right, books on tape and podcasts are very popular right now. That's why they kind of call it the resurgence of the audio medium and the podcast is kind of the new radio show, etc. But yeah, it would be neat to have, and I know they have tried some, like with David Schwimmer from Friends, he played Ross, they had a radio show where he was one of the actors in it and they tried to be a podcast that was just a story, a fictional story with sound effects and everything, like the old time radio shows, but I don't know if the second season was any good. I heard that it was great season one, but not good season two, so it's going to take a little while for that to happen. Maybe Amy Schumer would be a fun uh, modern day podcaster, etc. I know a lot of comedians do have their own podcast, which is like step one, but these stories being revived in an audio format, it would be really interesting, and I'm wondering how we are going to do our little homage to this story. How how can we do maybe a modern Christmas story which does pull from all the classic Christmas classic Christmas foibles and tropes? That would be something we need to think on. It depends on what angle we want to take it because I, we could uh, kind of hit on that mark where we lean on some of the Christmas, uh, like try and find those specific Christmas moments that you just like, you see in a bunch of comedies and maybe we could like subvert them or something like that. Just kind of pointing out all those, like the cutting of the turkey going wrong somehow or something like that, maybe extending it to a ridiculous degree. Um, but there are so many of those moments that we we could probably come up with a whole bit just running on those. And otherwise, we could uh, see what it would be like to create a completely out of left field uh, Christmas gag. And uh, yeah, we, we could take it any which way. Um, I think another thing that we should make sure to do is uh, kind of match the, at least get one running bit, because that's something that I noticed with Jack Benny, is that he, he had a couple jokes, uh, particularly the electrocution joke, I think there was one other that I was trying to find as I was going back through it, uh, I may have to give it another listen before we, uh, do the bit, I think that was a really big part of the comedy, is that it just, it builds, and, you know, he kind of, 
he kind of fools with the rule of three because it's not... He definitely does it three times and then he keeps going, but he gives you like enough time to kind of forget that the, the, the bit happened. He gives you just long enough to where you've forgotten that we just we just did that bit. We just did that gag. Like he just got electrocuted. But there's been so there's been enough action in between that he suddenly reminds you, I, I, it's still a joke. And then I don't, just the way his timing works is that it's just long enough for the joke to be funny again. Just because I do, I have so little experience with uh, Golden Age radio stuff, is that I loved the scene transitions within the story bit. But, but officer, Mary, say something. But, but officer. Is that all you can say? That's all you said. <laughs> now, now, officer. Mr. Benny, I hate to be doing this to you on Christmas Eve, but I have a complaint about you disturbing the peace last week at Moore's department store. At Moore's department? Oh, that! Well, officer, that wasn't my fault at all. You see, first I had trouble with some crazy floor walker who kept hollering, stop breathing on my carnation. And then... A little sore, please. I'm writing it down. Yes, sir. How many R's in carnation? One. Then. And then some silly guy kept following me around, asking me what I thought I ought to buy his wife for Christmas. Now, I didn't mind it the first time or the second time, but he kept hounding me. And just before the real trouble started, I was standing by the perfume counter... When all of us... I was trying to buy some perfume for my sister, Florence. Here's your change, sir. Thank you. Come on, Mary. Let's get over I beg your pardon, mister. Oh, it's you again. What do you think I ought to buy my wife for Christmas? I told you before, I don't know what you should buy your wife for Christmas. Figure it out yourself. Figure it out yourself, he says. Figure it out yourself. Fine Christmas, spirit! What we can do, I like all those things. I like the running gags. I like the seamless radio transitions and it's funny because if you imagine they're doing this show live and they're able to with music and sound cues do a flashback and then he's able to come back to present day and we get it you're right without those visual cues i like that as well you guys had a really a, gr a lot of great ideas i'm excited to see what we do with those to turn them into an episode of our own why don't we try it out see what we come up with i'm excited We'll be right back in a minute. Away we go. Hello and welcome to a special episode of the Jerry Dames Show. It's Christmas time. Mm, wait, it's holiday time. So it's our holiday special episode. And I'm here with the whole gang. All right, gang, introduce yourselves. Well, hiya, folks. I'm Carrie Booth. Well, I'm Henry Wilkinson. Why, hi, Carrie. Hi, Henry. It's great to have you back again. You know, friends like us, who needs family, right? Well, they say you can pick your friends, but our lease says otherwise. Ain't that the truth? With friends like you guys, who needs enemies? LOL, just kidding. JK Rowling, JK, LMNOP, JK. I was... Guys, don't be triggered or sensitive. I mean, I'm, I was just kidding. I was just kidding. You know I didn't mean it. So turn that frown upside down, and, and why don't you smile for me? Or should I not go there? Guys, if you just calm down and realize it's the holiday season, I've bought you all gifts. So we're more than just friends who hang out. We're friends who exchange things. For instance, Henry, don't you remember that day we met five years ago? And the exciting and turbulent tale that brought us together and solidified our friendship for life? Don't you remember that, Henry? <laughs> 
Yes, yes, how can I forget mixing up our luggage? Not uh, two days before the big holiday, no less. Uh, coming off that plane, I, I could have sworn that I was going to be done in for the rest of the holiday season. Alright, I'm going to grab this bag here and... Oh, perfect. Got the bag that I needed and I'm off. I'm going to jet right to New York City, Times Square and... I have my trusty luggage with me with everything that I need for my holiday vacation and I'm off, I'm leaving. Ah, Jerry Dames and his luggage that's definitely his going off, going off to do my holiday vacationing, yeah. Whoa. Well, this is, huh, feels like my luggage has put on some weight during the plane ride, but no matter, I have uh, I have a cab to catch. Better hustle on out of this airport, lest I miss my cab and show up late to the family dinner. Yeah, I'm the cab driver for Mr. Wilkinson. If you wanna, if that's you, just follow me and we'll get you to your family in time for dinner. Oh, thank you, sir. Uh, I'll follow you. Absolutely. Wait. Hey, hey, you, you there? Uh, your your suitcase uh, popping out of the back. Is, is that a Christmas sock with the tree in the, in the gingerbread man under the tree? Are you talking to me, sir? I, I don't know what you could be talking about. My, my bag doesn't have a Christmas tree with a Christmas stock sticking out of it or, or whatever. I, I just don't know what you're talking about. I'm just in a hurry to go to Times Square to start my vacationing. Uh, excuse me. Yeah, you know, I'm not sure what's going on with all this luggage situations, but, you, you know, I got, a, I got other appointments to do, too, so we got to go. Oh, 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 hold on. Hold, you hold on there. And you too, sir. That sock right there. Let me let me take a look at it. Oh, fine, fine, fine. Shh, just stop this yelling and you could take a look at whatever alleged sock you think is sticking out of these alleged bags that are allegedly, 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 allegedly happening right now in the middle of this busy place. As I suspected. Why, you swindling Sam. This is my suitcase. This sock was a... Christmas present from my great-grandmother, and I brought them to wear for my family dinner this evening. How, how, how can you justify yourself here? Me justify myself? Well, 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 I'll be you're the one who should be justifying yourself. Look, look what you're holding in your hand. That's quite clearly my bag that you stole. Oh, something fishy's going on here, and I don't like the smell of fish, especially this time of year. Well, I, I was wondering why this suitcase was so darn heavy. I, I say, are you a mason? There must be a ton of bricks in here. Those are the Christmas bricks that I'm giving to all my adopted children. I mean, I'm not really adopting them. They're just the children I sponsor in Times Square. We all meet together and I give them their Christmas brick and they're happy all year. So yes, they're bricks. Well, how kind of you. I didn't know that I was talking to a man who bricked children for Christmas. Uh, and now, and now you, you sponsor a bunch of children in the middle of New York handing them a Christmas brick. Uh, I, I'm sorry, sir. Here, here's your luggage. I didn't mean to interrupt you on your way. Well, that's no problem. I was I was getting a little out of sorts with all the stress of the Christmas bricks upon me. Uh, um, the name is uh, Jerry. The name is Jerry Dames. Pleased to meet you. Henry Wilkinson. Wilk uh, Henry Wilkinson. Likewise. Look, you twos. My name is my name is Brad. Brad Zeldin, and then and, uh, I'm the cab driver. And you guys have been talking for a long time. And said, why don't we? 
just do a twofer, and why don't you guys just hop into my cab, and I'll take you to the families and to the Times Squares, and you can talk in the cab. Come on. Oh, well, if that's agreeable with you, Jerry, that sounds like a great idea. That would be agreeable with me and... Uh, Brad, uh, Zeldin, is that is that a is that a manganese name? Why, you're very smart. Yes, it's a manganese name. You're you're very clever. You used to are the most clever people I've driven today. There's a lot of nuts in this city. It's a pleasure to meet both of you. You guys are, you know, we could all be friends. We don't have to let this experience be the last. <laughs> I think, you know, it must be some holiday miraculous event or. Some holiday happening that happened. And I, too, never forgot that day, which is why every holiday season we get together to this day to celebrate that. Oh, boy. And, oh, I didn't even see you there, Brad. <laughs> That's when we met you as well, and you've joined in our holiday adventures, too. Yeah, if you guys uh, didn't accidentally steal each other's loot... Uh, I would never have met you, and, uh, I think it's a good deal better to hang out with you guys than some of those nutcakes out there. Woo! Anyhow, Merry Christmas, uh, and Happy Hanukkah, and, uh, Kwanzaa, and, um, all those other holidays that are happening now and in other times of the year, you know, that that's important, and I just wanted to do that, and I definitely... I'm glad we got together this year. Oh. Yeah, and you know, as much grief as I give you all, I still, to this day, wear my Christmas socks. See, I, I'm wearing them right now. Haven't washed them. Woo! Yeah, we can smell that quite clearly. Mmm, Merry Christmas. I'm glad that you still wear those socks to... Woof! Yeah. Woo! Now that reminds me, um... Henry and Carrie, you guys said there was a very interesting history in how you two met. I'm wondering if you could set up that situation for us all to hear. It also happened around the December month, if, I, if I'm not mistaken. Well, you're not wrong there, and as I recall, it was back on that Christmas tree farm up north. That's right, Henry. It was right there on the Christmas tree farm. Just about when they were running down to the last few trees. Alright, folks. Folks, listen up. We are just down to the last few trees here. There is this one here which is one foot tall and very diminutive. And there's that other one over there that's five and a half feet tall and looks very lush. So I'm sorry to say these are the last ones, guys, so don't sue me. Oh, my goodness. Look at that tiny little cute puny tree. It sure is cute. I sure would like to take that home with me. Well, well, now, hold on. I've been in line for just about an hour now to purchase a Cree for the outside of my dog's doghouse. And this is the perfect size for that. I, I think that I have prior claim here. But my cat, my cat wanted to be able to climb the tree this year. And last year I got him a five and a half foot tree. And it was just too tall, don't you know? So I was going to take a smaller tree this year. And this is the perfect tree for me. What am I going to do for my poor cat? Can I please take the tree with me? Well, uh, now, now, just a second. Y you there, o over at the desk. This, this five and a half foot tree. 
this uh, this taller one right over here. Yes. What about it? Now, if I buy this five and a half foot tree, could you just have the gentleman out back take it and just snip the tip, just uh, just a foot? You seriously want just the tip? <laughs> That's right, I only need about 12 inches. Just a, a solid 12 inches. Well, I think we can have that arranged. Well, listen here, sir. What do you think would happen if we introduced my cat to your dog? I wonder if they might be able to play nice and hang out with this little tree right here together. I'm sure my cat would be really happy with a small tree. It's not the size after all. Now look, folks. It's getting to be closing time, so let's wrap this up. Well, you know, I, I was going to enjoy the, uh, the, the fullness and the weight of the bigger tree, but I suppose we can make do. Alrighty, folks. Your total comes to 69.69, and it includes the whole package. The whole package deal. And that was the day that my cat met your dog, the start of a beautiful friendship began. <laughs> that was the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Oh, I love hearing these Genesis stories. It's good to know that all my friends made friends with each other and then I made friends with them and everyone is friends and it's just a friendly friend, 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 friend situation going on. I just wish we were all friends. <laughs> Well, it's nice to be here, you know, during the holidays with all you folks. You, Jerry, uh, Carrie, uh, uh, and me, Carrie, of course, and Brad. I just think you guys is just all so special, is what I'm trying to say. You, you, you guys are all so special. Aw, you're so special too, Brad. And Henry, it's beginning to smell a lot like your Christmas socks. Oh, is that what that smell was, Jerry? I was wondering. <laughs> Smells like a sardine crawled. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you know how those sardines just crawl right under your heartstrings? The sardines, they crawl under your heartstrings. And they just sound and smell so awful. That's some Christmas teen spirit. Oh, well, now, fine. If everyone's gonna give me grief over them, I'll, I'll take my socks off right now. Uh, there. No, no, leave them on. Leave them on. We were wrong. I have smelled a lot of smells in my life, but nothing comes close to this. Oh, and I come from the streets of New York City. Oh, oh. no. Oh, no. Why would you do it? Why would you do that? Oh, my gosh. The smell! Leave them on! Oh, Henry! No! Uh, well, which is it? On or off? On. on. Definitely, Definitely on. on. A sardine is better left in a can. Uh. I'm the only one that begs to differ. Better out than in, I always say. Well, I appreciate your positivity, Brad, but fine. For the, for the rest of you fickle pickles, I'll put them back on. Uh, oh, no. What is it, Henry? What's wrong? Oh, no, what? Well, one of the socks may have landed in the tree water, and the needles are coming down like rain. Is that what that is? Oh, this is awful. Oh, no. It's terrible. 
It's just terrible. Who knew that pine needles could smell like sardines? I guess there is such a thing as too much Christmas spirit. I I know it's terrible. It's awful. I I'm gonna have a wet sock all night. Oh, Henry. Poor Henry. With the wet sock all night. That's just gonna be terrible. And I think you're right. I think there might be too much Christmas. We need to tone down the Christmas. Bring up the holiday cheer. Bring up the holidays. Tone down Christmas. Yeah, you know, I'm tired of this war on Christmas, and I think it should be over. <laughs> Let's spread holiday cheer. Happy holiday hoopla. I like it. Welcome, everybody, to the Jerry Dames Happy Holiday Hoopla. So now we can exchange our gifts in a big hoopla. So let's throw them on the count of three, guys. One, two, three. Toss. 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 Whoa, maybe you should warn someone before you throw a fastball like that, Carrie. Thank you, guys, for joining in this Happy Holidays Hoopla. I love your uh, baseball, Henry, that Carrie bought for you. That was so kind. I made sure to throw it extra fast. I've been practicing just for tonight, Henry. That's some great American pastime being tossed around. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys, you guys are the cat's pajamas and the cat's meow and the cat's paw and the cat's fur and you guys are just catnip to my heart. <laughs> uh, well, how did you know what I got you? You haven't even opened the bag yet. Aw, just like my cat to Henry's dog. Oh, Carrie, now you spoiled that I've given Henry chew toys for his dog. And I, I, I didn't even know that you got a catnip for a Carrie, Henry. Oh, this is just a, this is just a fiasco. Sorry, guys. Spoiler alert. <laughs> oh, Jerry, this is just the best Christmas. I mean, holiday hoopla. This is the best holiday hoopla. This is the happiest of all holiday hooplas, I think. All right, guys. Let's, let's gather around and sing a, that, a carol that we all know for the happy holiday hoopla on a one and a two and a three. Holidays are a time for a hoopla. Holidays are a time for a hoopla. Holidays are a time for a hoopla. We shall sing with cheer. We shall sing with beer. Holidays are a time for a hoopla. Too bad they come but once a year. But instead of getting angry, I will fill my days with laughter. I will fill them with laughter. Once, but all the year. Spreading love to my friends at a hoopla. I will try to make it last all year. holidays everyone thanks for coming it's been an amazing happy happy holiday hoopla happy holidays everyone thank you thank you 
Yes, a happy hula hoop hop skip to everybody. Uh, uh, a happy, a happy, uh... Oh, Henry. There you go again, Henry. You're so silly. I guess you'll have to wait till next year before you say it right. <laughs> you can do it. Practice for next year. You'll get it right. Maybe by that time my sock will be dry. <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> Keep dreaming, Henry. Miracles can happen, Jerry. Happenings can happen, Carrie. Wintry wonders do occur. So until next year, guys, have a good one. And remember, you can't pick your family, but you can pick your friends, but you can't pick their nose. Good night, everybody. Good night. Happy holidays. Good night. Good evening. All right, guys, anything you guys want to react? I had a lot of fun doing it, guys. That was really fun. We'll definitely have to have you back again, Austin. Please come back, Austin. It's always more fun when we have another brain jumping in on the mix. It's been really fun having you. And I think this was just a really fun show, Richard. I love that we did it right here at Christmas time with the holiday. That makes it seem extra special. Well, now I'm starting to sound like our episode. Maybe it's art imitating life or life imitating art. It is special, and you're special, and you're special, and you're special, and you're special, and yes. All right, buddy, don't push your luck. I won't. I won't. I won't. Yeah, no, it was a lot of fun. I was I was happy to contribute, and uh, I will be happy to come back. And happy holidays, and what have you, and what not. And thank you for joining us on another episode of The, the Second, Second Golden, Golden Age of Radio! Thanks, Marco Polo. Thanks, guys. Bye.